Welcome to Opposite Attractions, the show about theme park design that's technically possible. I'm your host, Scotty Moore, joined as always by the man they call the Fudge. It's Jim Murphy! I don't know what, what, what is that a reference to exactly? It's a reference to the fact that you're the Fudge. The Fudge is here live with Scotty Moe. Scotty Moe and the Fudge. I feel like laser sounds should play after you say that. Yeah. Morning zoo. It's morning zoo energy. Mm -hmm. Scotty and the fudge. I am. I I had a rough week last week, so apologies we skipped a week of recording, but I will say. It was the Ides of March, did it? That's what it was. It was the Ides of March and also just the big ass temptation to buy a plane ticket and go to Disneyland. I don't can I yet? Are they open? It's not yet? open. No. April 30th so is when they So I would have had a very sad time is what you're saying. Um they're doing a thing called like a taste of Disney or a touch of Disney or something that allows you to get into some area of Disneyland, but it's I believe somewhat expensive and is basically one of the reasons why they're not opening sooner is because they have people have paid for that up until like the middle of April, and so right. they want to get that money. A, a touch of a touch and taste of Disney, a touch and taste labs of Disney is yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been I decided instead of that to go to eBay, and but there's some weird old Disney shit, hey, and it's all I, cheap I somehow. Looked. I haven't looked. If you see a like late '90s, early 2000s electric umbrella shirt on there, like uh, costume, I would. I and it is under reasonable prices. I would totally jump on that because I want an early 2000s electric umbrella. Well, I costume. have uh, the the menu you purchased is still up, so I guess they yes. have. Multiple. Now I am getting. <laughs> it's, it's like the Sporks at Galaxy's Edge. They went in there like right before the place got bulldozed and just took all the menus. Now I'm not seeing much Epcot electric umbrella, but I am finding a lot of electric umbrellas that you can use. I guess you switch them on and off. Let's see. I'm looking up electric umbrella Disney. Uh, nope. I all I've got is a die cut electric umbrella scrapbook paper yeah that's pretty bad that you got that that i see this it's basically like they send you something that you can put into a scrapbook yeah that it looks like they printed probably cheaply i my personal favorite is the fact that they have like a 1972 walt disney world board game where i assume you play it and you wait a minute oh shit it ends in five minutes (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm placing a bid, baby. I'm placing a bid. $11.69. Yes. Damn it, it didn't let me bid. It got mad at me. Um, well, my Plus $10 shipping. No, you have to take that sh- in. Shut up. Shut up. I'm more interested in the, uh, the weird-ass... 1975 Haunted Mansion game that someone wants $250 for. Oh, I also was... That was going to be the next one I bring up because every other board game is like $10, $20. Haunted Mansion game, $350. Like, people want bank <laughs> for those. The 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea game 
complete Walt Disney World uh, branded $50, zero bids. I sent you the pinball game that apparently they made back in the day. That one I'm very tempted to get. I really like that one. Um, I'm trying to scroll through the ones. <laughs> 1987 Town Square game for kids. Nin- Disney World Town Square. Like, Mommy, Daddy, I love Main Street USA. Please get me their board game. Uh, let's see. I'm having to scroll through all these broken iPod touches I have in my watch list to find the actual Disney stuff that I found. A Tomorrowland cast member jacket that was $105. I was still very tempted on that one. I don't own the Disney charades game in that giant silver tin, but I do have both versions of the trivia game. Yeah. Uh, they're, They're very nice. They're very heavy. You can see one if you just like type like Disney World like games board games. You can see the the round one toward the bottom for fifty five dollars. What? Jesus Christ! That I should just be like I haven't played mine in forever. I should flip them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jimothy, because the the thing is is it's the wonderful world of Disney. So the questions are like. What is the name of Pollyanna's father in the Disney classic Pollyanna? And it's like, I don't know. Um, Sorry, I'm having to message one of the guys from Fight Boys because we're doing predictions tonight. And he was confused when I had written Candle Wreath Orpin versus Spooky Girl for a match at Fastlane. <laughs> um. But, Jim, it's now time, of course, this week, our challenge is to build a ride based on a Shakespearean play. And that's why today we're taking a quiz to find out what character we are in my favorite Shakespearean play, The Lion King. (laughs) It did cross my mind slightly to to, to bring up the Kira the White Lion and Hamlet just mixed together. What do you do first after waking up in the morning? Lay in bed, cook, lay in bed, Scotty Moore's answer. Uh, cook b- breakfast, check social media, take a shower, stretch, or go for a run. There's not a get pissed off by a by a noisy bird. It's no, not, there's not. <laughs> um, so it's it's breakfast, bed, and beyond. And beyond. <laughs> social media, uh, shower, stretch, run shower yeah you are the one of fucking weirdos what's your idea of fun getting in trouble doing a puzzle playing on trying my f- to murder my nephew <laughs> playing on my phone spending time with loved ones causing trouble or going on an adventure i'm going on an adventure i, I was too busy coming up with a joke about Mufasa and dying. What's what are the options again? <laughs> uh, getting in trouble, causing trouble, doing a puzzle, spending time with loved ones, playing on my phone, or my answer going on phone, a please. What phone? Phone, please. If your life was a movie, who would you be? The sidekick, the hero, the plotter, the follower, the fixer, or the leader? The leader. The plotter. We're canceling the apocalypse. Describe one word. Nope. Describe one word to pick yourself. Nope. Flip that around. (laughs) Smart, serious, brave, funny, fearless, or mean. I'm a funny boy. I'll take smart this time, since I didn't the last time we did a quiz. Yeah. What's your favorite color, Jim? Orange. 
Okay, good. That is an option. I had mine. They had mine as well, which was red. What would you... Oh, man, I read that too fast in the word... You're a Sith. The word rather looked like father, and I thought, how'd your father die? It was going to be. But no, what would you rather do? Well, the beast, it's weird. (laughs) What would you rather do? Play outside, lay around and do nothing, scroll through social media, read a book, exercise, or play some board games? Read a book, please. I'm gonna lay around and do not. I, I am a board dick. game. Uh, I am a board game boy, but I'm gonna take book. Who's your favorite Lion King character? Kovu. Um, who's that? It's from the Lion Guard. Oh fuck that! Simba, Mufasa, Timon, Zazu, or Pumbaa. Ooh, Timon, please. Yeah. Okay. We are the exact same person, according to this <laughs> quiz, Jim. And uh, it's um, it's a uh, uh, um, uh, uh, I'm thinking, thinking, I'm thinking. Uh, the uh, the mandrel. No, <laughs> no. Uh, I hope you're ready, getting ready to get railed by the next king of the jungle because we're both Nala. We're very independent. We like to handle things on our own and always take care of our loved ones. I couldn't think of Robert Guillaume's name, and that's what I was going to (laughs) say. All right. Well, now that we both know that a pair... We're both Benson. We're both princess of the jungle, I guess, at this point, Jim. It's time to get into our prompt. Of course, we both have our theme parks. You have Jim City 2000, a world based on intellect and history of theme parks and bullshit. And I got Party Town, where you go just get dick down wild in the New York jungle, and then you go to uh, uh, LA or wherever you want, and then there's a big hotel you can just pass out in. And this week, because it's the Ides of March, oh wait, no it's not, (laughs) you issued the challenge to make a ride based off a Shakespearean play. Which, by the yeah, way, our, our, I did look... Our previous th- week did get stabbed 23 times. And also, I did look this up. There is already a Shakespeare theme park in a Japan. <laughs> I was going to say, like, Norway or something. Just random, like a random Scandinavian country. But, but from, Japan... From what I'm seeing, there, it's not like our belief of what a theme park is. Like, there's not roller coasters or anything. <laughs> <laughs> taming of the shrew 2000 Tame, taming of the, the hyper screw. there's a screw twist in the middle of it no it's just got like a bunch of shit from shakespeare's life like the globe the home he was born in it's essentially dollywood but for theater kids <laughs> journey into imagination featuring Macbeth. yes <laughs> all right so what did you bring to the table this week i'm in high school, I did not, I do not remember studying much Shakespeare, nor do I remember like any of the stuff I did study. So, in that, with that in mind, my uh, my ride is that you would go into this attraction's queue, and you would think that you were gonna ride like a like a Peter Pan or like a Winnie the Pooh or a little mermaid style like hey here's here's the story of this shakespeare play yeah done in in scenes 
but but uh and you think that it's gonna be um the story of Hamlet. Do you think you're that's what you think you're gonna be riding through? I'm gonna and then what be happens a is, mighty king, so enemies <laughs> beware. But uh what happens is is in the queue kind of uh out of nowhere you are greeted by the host of hosts uh Steve Harvey because <laughs> you have you have you have just stumbled into uh and you have to help me here. I'm either calling it the the Hamley feud or the Hamlety feud. I don't know which one. I think Hamley feud is your is your best yes. bet. Hamley feud. And it good. is it is basically that ride, the like book report style ride of Hamlet, except that in every scene, since nobody like the the conceit is that nobody remembers what actually happens. So Steve Harvey has polled a hundred people to figure out what happens in Hamlet, <laughs> and that is what the ride is based on. <laughs> So in every scene, it's like, like the key part of the scene. It's like we asked a hundred people, "What's Hamlet holding in his hands for this we speech?" Asked and like twenty people. No, that went Bill Cosby really quick. That went Bill <laughs> Cosby way too quickly. We bought a hundred people. What happens to Hamlet? Number one answer on the board: They all died. <laughs> all the animatronics break like it's the Mexico Pavilion at Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> then one gets stolen. Okay. I've ran, so. I've ran off. Man, who'd you get? Did you get Rubenstein or <laughs> Rubenstein? I can't remember. See, I Ro a, Rosencrantz close, and Guildenstern, you Stern. bastard. Yes, I was close. It's 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 late for me. I'm tired, and also uh, I'm perfect to be pulled for this. He ride. said, "This man said, <laughs> this man. He said, <laughs> he said, Rosenstein. <laughs> eh, incorrect. Could we not? I because I feel like Steve's gonna be expensive and busy. Can we get Richard Carn? Can, oh, absolutely. can we just He's, get Al Borland? But I want take, every, take, everything from the neck down is dressed in full Shakespearean garb, but it's all in plaid. I really thought you were going to say everything from the neck down was dressed as how Steve Harvey dressed. So it's just like Richard Carn in like a pimp suit. I don't think so, Tim. You force Richard Carn to act like Steve Harvey. <laughs> he shaves his beard and he just has a big, big mustache. Richard Carn really likes... Double entendres. Richard Karn. <laughs> dirty, dirty jokes. Richard Karn mustache. Oh, God, there's an episode of Home Improvement where he shaves and it fucking sucks. <laughs> it's <is> the <laughs> worst thing I've ever had to look at in my entire ass life. What the hell? There's a picture of Richard Karn with a mullet. Oh, God bless you. Richard Karn. Welcome, welcome to our new podcast, The Tool Time Machine, where we go back in time and relive home improvement episodes. Welcome to our new show, Karn on the Cob. <laughs> well, I guess it's time to get into mine, Jim. And here's the thing. I, I, I started thinking about this and then slowly remembered, oh, wait a minute. I have a theme park I have to fit this in because we've reached the point of the season where I constantly forget, oh, wait a minute. This I, has I to mean, fit in somewhere. You could put it in the New York section like a fake, fake, dirty Broadway. as in like theater style. That was my nickname in prison, Dirty Broadway. 
<laughs> I wanted to do something a little different. And something that I don't think any theme park has, and I also don't think the world has, which is, you know, magicians have stage shows, singers, like, you'll you'll go to Vegas and you'll see Tom Petty, no, that's not right, Burt Baccarat doing a stage show, and these people are masters of their craft, and you go to just watch them do what they do at the highest caliber. But what you don't have is a chef stage show because I would pay fucking money to just go watch Emerald get it up on the stage for an hour. All right, we're going to be making some Italian lasagna. Put a little pepper in it. Bam! <laughs> Which is why I, my favorite thing right now is the look on your face, Jim Murphy, because you're very <laughs> confused about where I'm going. But just imagine, I, I, like I said, I'm not very ver well versed in the in these it, in the catalog of William Shakespeare, so this could go really anywhere. Oh, this is gonna be a fun adventure for you, then, Jimothy. You're walking down the Sin City strip of Party Town, and you just see illuminated in light bulbs, Titus. In big, bold, violent neon letters, and you go in, and you get to go see a cooking show hosted by none other than Titus and Christopher Titus. Christopher <laughs> Titus, yes. No, you go to a Titus Andronicus cooking show. Now, Jim, are you familiar with the story of Titus fucking Andronicus? <laughs> The uh, no, and the way you said those words really sounds like in that order. Those specific three words, that sounds like a uh, an adult film that I would steer well away from. <laughs> well, uh, my favorite description of it of all time is Titus Andronicus. It was Shakespeare's Tarantino phase, if I remember correctly. <laughs> There's feet in it. There's a lot of feet. It's a lot of well, feet. there's feet because and Kurt Russell. <laughs> there's feet, but there's no arms because the plot of Titus Andronicus, once you take the Shakespeare shit away, is a man's daughter gets assaulted, her tongue cut out, and her arms ripped off. And so <laughs> the Chewbacca, what the? <laughs> and so Titus Andronicus decides to just. Go on a fucking vengeance mission, a full-blown vengeance mission where he wants to, this is his quote that he tells his daughter who responds with like, because she ain't got a tongue. He wants to play the cook, grind the bones of Demetrius and Chiron into powder and bake their heads. And so Titus kills the kills them, bakes them into a pie, and feeds them to their dad. So that's what you get to see at my theme park. <laughs> every single day, every hour on the hour, you can you can eat. We've got uh, it's also very much like a um, kind of a medieval time situation not where you can volunteer but like where food gets brought to your table <laughs> and the, the beginning of the show it's like a normal cooking show then as it goes on and he's preparing the f he prepares the food you eat so you get to see how what you're eating is being created and 
<laughs> and then at the end, he just pulls out a guy, slices his throat, and he's like, now I'm going to make what you've all been eating this entire time. <laughs> people no. wonder People wonder why people come to Party Town to drink. Well, they don't come to drink, but we give them reasons to along the way. And this is certainly one of those rides. It's Titus Andronicus the Cooking Show, which I am slowly realizing I completely and totally ripped off from the Abridged Shakespeare Company. My bad, y'all, but you do need to watch Abridged Shakespeare. It's very good. It's so it's th- uh <laughs> it's that it's the uh it's the kitchen of the uh the Mythos restaurant at Universal Islands of Adventure. <laughs> Um, honestly, I feel like, you know... Voted number one five years in a row. (laughs) Honestly, I feel like, you know, like, Lion King 1 was based off uh, Hamlet. Lion King 2 was Romeo and Juliet. Lion King 1 and a half was Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. I feel like Lion King 3 is really when they were gonna start dropping the Titus Andronicus into (laughs) it. Fucking... it's not Zazu. What's that fool? Whatever the lion guard's name is, gets his arms cut off and dunk cut out. And like Kovu, that yeah, Kovu, Kovu gets absolutely mutilated. And um, main. How did I forget Simba's name for a minute? Simba has to go on a vengeance mission where he hunts down the hyenas that did that to Kovu, and then bakes them into a pie to feed them to Scar. Oh, I'm wrong. Uh, that. Kovu is the uh, is uh, it's that... from Lion King two Simba's pride. Ah, uh, Kovu is and that... is apparently also on the Lion Guard, but uh, Kovu is the replacement yeah. that they use in the Impossible Burger, right? They don't use meat; they use Kovu. <laughs> I think so. Well, we, damn, we we sped through this one because we sped through that fucking Lion King quiz and quickly found out we're the same person once again, which means you should have 23 iPod touches arriving at your door at any time, Jim Murphy. We're both bitches. But now it's time to move on to next week, Jim. And next week, I want to do a little bit of a show and tell. I want you to find an interesting whatchamacallit that you own and build a ride based around the whatchamacallit. That could be like a- not a theme park based whatchamacallit, just yeah, anything. No, you can't. That's my one rule. I have one rule. You cannot use a theme park based thing. But if I wanted to make a ride based on 23 iPod touches that I got from eBay, I most certainly could, unless one of them had the uh, intro music to Epcot on them, and then I cannot use that one. Well, they just changed that, so you're good. Oh, okay, good, 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 good. But yeah, that's next week. It's a show-and-tell episode. (laughs) The day they uh, they announce Epic Universe is back on schedule, Epcot's like, yeah, well, we got fucking flags. Yeah! Fuck you, (laughs) I'm Epcot! All right, but until then, Jim, where could people find you on the internet? I'm saying this uh, I'm really slow so we can make it all the way to our usual 30-minute It's landmark. fine. It's fine. We got too long to go over that. I- I'm on Twitter at Apparently Smart and at, uh, at TuneCanoe.com. Thanks if anybody went and, and read my stuff. 
And you can find me trying to fix 23 broken iPod touches on Twitter <laughs> at Scotty Mo S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And you can check out all my other podcasts at the new and slightly not improved a load of pure BS.com. Also, support the show. Patreon, it really keeps us going. Patreon.com slash a load of BS. It would mean the world to us. Every donation makes me go, I should come up with another show. And I actually do have a cool thing coming down the pipeline. And you'll get exclusive content on that at Patreon or pick up that merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. But. Until next time, remember to find Jim and me on Twitter at Opat Show. That's O P P A T T S H O W. Are you down with O P?